What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking Your Business. Let's go. Hi, welcome to the episode. Today I am um, excited and kind of nervous to talk about the subject that we're going to talk about today because this sort of bleeds over into my personal life. And uh for the most part, I don't really mind talking about my personal life, except that, you know, sometimes there's just sort of a, my business is my business and my life is my life. And, you know, you want to set the boundaries so that they don't bleed into one another. But it feels like what we're going to talk about today, um, there's just no getting around it. So recently, as in like the past week, I was officially I guess, diagnosed with having ADHD. And if you're not aware of that, ADHD is a neurodivergent thing that happens when, according to my therapist, uh, it's when my brain was wiring itself. I was a kid and it wired itself in such a way to help uh, deal with trauma. And my trauma was emotional abuse from my biological father for a really long time. So we've been doing a lot of testing with these like surveys that I've done and my husband has done to see like what his perspective is versus mine and these sort of cognitive tests and things. And there doesn't seem to be a yes or no, like, do you have ADHD? Yes or no? It's not that binary. Instead, it's more of a, uh, the tests would definitively show if you didn't, but they won't definitively show you do, just that you're more likely to. So that's where my head has been, I guess, for the past, honestly, 37 years, but really lately. And when I've been looking back at my past, at things that have come up with the way I operate, just you know, I'll have difficulty writing articles for my clients or doing tasks. Um, I failed 10th grade advanced academic English, not because I was dumb, but because what I thought at the time was I was lazy. But it turns out, looking back, that it was just part of this. Uh, I don't want to be insulting and say like deficiency or disorder. Just those are the words that are in my head. This, this difference from the way that other people operate. And so it's been interesting to kind of work back through my history and 
to see these little lights flare up of like, oh, that wasn't a failure of mine, or that wasn't something I did wrong. That's just something that uh, I wasn't capable of doing the way that it was expected. And one of the things that comes along with this is all or nothing behavior. But what's interesting is that I find that even if you don't have ADHD, I've run into a lot of clients, both in my coaching business and marketing strategy, who have this default of all or nothing, like there's a binary, either success or failure. And it's a lot of pressure, right? It's a lot of unfair burden that we had put on ourselves as entrepreneurs. And so I wanted to talk about it today and talk about coping ways that I've found successful or effective and ways that other people have found it effective to remove themselves from this all or nothing behavior. So if you're not sure if you do this in your business, I want to run a couple of statements by you and see if they resonate. No one listens to my podcast, so that means it's not working. No one buys this product from me. That means it's a terrible product. I'm not making the money that I thought I would be making, and so I'm a bad entrepreneur. I'm not where I thought I would be, and so I'm a failure. I don't have enough Instagram followers, so I don't know how to do this right. No one watches the videos I make every week. Do any of these sound familiar? Or can you see sparks of, oh, I understand that. That's all or nothing behavior. And that might sound a little like, well, if no one's listening to your podcast, then yeah, it's not effective. But it's not effective because, how do I want to put this? It's not effective in the way that you feel it's not effective? Is it getting your name out there? Is it getting your message out there? Are you learning how to develop an effective podcast or marketing and whatever marketing channel we're talking about? Are you learning through it? Are you finding confidence because of it? All of these things. So let's talk about how this works and how to get out of all or nothing thinking. The way that I have learned, and let me be perfectly blunt in that I don't know shit about this. I just know what I'm working through with my therapists and what I see in my own business when I'm dealing with my clients. So if this resonates with you, then please, by all means. But if you're like, this isn't working, I don't, Megan doesn't know what she's talking about. Totally fair. Megan does not know what she's talking about, but we're going to try our best to work it out together. So I want to start with how are you focusing your efforts when you feel like things aren't being successful for you? Are you all over the place? What I have found in my own business and my own life is I'll start to default all or nothing behavior when I feel like I've tried multiple things and nothing has worked. Like if you are uh, trying to lose weight and you feel like I have done every diet possible and I just can't do it. I am stuck 
in this body that I don't feel good about. Have you actually given things time to marinate, time to work their magic? Or do you just go into something thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I have the ability to make this work. And so are you setting yourself up for failure? I had a client who wanted to completely, she wanted to become a coach. She really wanted to become this effective coach for small businesses. I think she was mostly looking at like uh, multi-level marketing businesses because that's where she came from. And she was doing Facebook groups uh, with live feeds every week, live streams. She did uh, different products. Her Instagram account would show different tools and tutorials and things. And she wasn't making any traction. She wasn't getting anywhere. So when we looked at her marketing strategy, we realized that she was all over the place. She didn't have a focus for one specific thing that she wanted to direct her potential clients to. And the reason most likely that she wasn't being effective is because her customers, her potential customers, it it was like, you know, flash bombs all over the place. She wasn't sure. Her customers weren't sure what to focus on. Consequently, they focused on nothing. They shut down. And so her business was affected. So what we did is instead we cut out all the fat and we said for a quarter, let's just a quarter of time. Let's just work on one product. Let's focus on one service for your coaching clients. That will be effective. Don't look at it as pass or fail. Look at it as baby steps to grow this specific product. So instead of looking at this whole just catalog of options, let's just make this as easy as possible. If it doesn't work, if you don't get any clients, then we know this wasn't an effective product for your clients. So we either change the product or we change the clients, but this will give us more data to work with. So that's what my first tip would be for you. If you're feeling like you've tried everything, that could be the issue. Stop trying everything. Trust in yourself to do one thing extremely well. And just that. It doesn't have to be you're selling candles and soap and skincare and lip balm and nail polish. Sell one thing. You can have that whole catalog on your website, but for your marketing efforts and for your own peace of mind, just pick one product that you really want to focus on that you know is so transformational for other people that they need to know about this. And you might feel like, Megan, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what that is in my business. I, I don't have that confidence in my products. I have been there. I have been there where you're like, what if I, I had 17 soaps at one time when I was running my skincare business, 17 soaps. And I never wanted to get rid of any because what if somebody really wants this poppy seed one? Or what if somebody comes here looking for a lavender soap and I don't have one? Or what if somebody wants unscented and I don't have it? I lost that sale. 
I might have lost that sale, but I had so much inventory that I was waiting for a potential sale that might never happen. Do you know what I mean? I was stocking up for a situation that might not ever happen. And so I felt like I wasn't doing anything right because I was anticipating things. Hey guys, Megan here. One thing before you go, I would love to answer your questions on the next Q&A episode. All you have to do is go to meganbrame.com slash askmegan and you'll be redirected to a site to leave your questions for me and hopefully get on the next episode. I do them once a month and I am excited to hear your questions and hopefully help you guys out. Again, it's meganbrame.com slash askmegan. I'll talk to you guys soon. rather than focusing, I was anticipating things that would might happen instead of the things that are happening instead of people really love this charcoal soap. So I should really focus on this, call the line down to just three soaps and have them just be my best sellers. And if I don't have something that someone wants, I'll make a note of it. And then I'll keep my eye out for how many people are asking for this because I can't solve everyone's problems. I can only be effective to the majority. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Like, I can't be effective for everybody. I can only be effective for certain people. And I have to respect that. And that is not a failure. That is not a, um, a problem with business. If anything, that is a strength. I've seen businesses be super successful, especially in the skincare world that things that are only three ingredients, like, uh, aloe vera, um, lavender essential oil, and I don't know, um, glycerin, like just these three things together have made millions of dollars. It doesn't have to be complicated. And if you're making your business complicated, it's only to, it's only to your disadvantage that that's happening. Does that make sense? So even if you don't have soap products, even if you are a a service-based business, Instead of creating this suite of products and services to make yourself look more impressive or things like that, be small and be happy and content with small because that small collection of services or products is going to create so much more focus that you don't default to all or nothing. You don't default to, is this successful? Am I a failure? Instead, you are focusing on the most transformation that you can make for one client, one group of clients. The second question I have for you is what is your messaging? And that kind of goes back to your focus, but what are you trying to solve? Are you trying to solve social media problems for clients and blogging problems and YouTube problems and podcast problems or are you a specialist? Are you truly a specialist in your industry? And again, this kind of ties back to the first one, but trying to appease everybody is a sign, in my opinion, and in my experience of insecurity, because you feel like you feel like you're a diner, right? You feel like you're one of those diner menus where you have to have, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, salads, 
desserts, all of these things, you have to have them all because what if somebody wants this from you? But you don't do any of it well. You're not that niche Asian fusion restaurant that only has three things on the menu that you can pick from and the chef will not deviate from any of those. And it feels very rigid and it feels scary to be that rigid, to be that confident in what you do. But people love it. People know that you're the you're the Instagram person. People know that you're the YouTube guru. People know that you are the candle person. You are the knitter who knits the most amazing sweaters ever. You don't do gloves. You don't do hats. You do sweaters and you do the shit out of sweaters. And that's what you have to move your focus and your messaging towards. Don't try and be the person who gives, uh, you know, tips on the whole uh, ecosystem of marketing. Be the person who talks about Instagram and just Instagram. And for the record, if you are just talking about one social media platform or one, uh, one product, one sweater, one candle, one scent, one whatever... It doesn't mean that you have to be afraid to give that information if you feel like you don't have um, enough proof in the pudding. And the thing I'm thinking about is I've seen a lot of my clients who want to branch out. They want to talk more in marketing, in their messaging about things that they feel they don't have enough street cred to talk about. So say you have, you want to be an Instagram, uh, you want to be a social media manager, you want to be an Instagram manager, but your own Instagram account only has uh, 1000 followers. Does that mean that you don't know what you're talking about? No, that doesn't. It means that you are focusing your efforts more on client work than your own work. And so I don't want you to ever feel intimidated or feel like you're less than, which goes back to all or nothing behavior. I can't be an Instagram manager because I don't have 20,000 followers. I can't be an award-winning chandler because I don't have uh, an account with Bed Bath & Beyond. It's these... It's these things that if I don't have X, then I can't be Y, that hinders only you. People who worry about these vanity things, these, do you have an account with Bed Bath & Beyond? Do you have a million Instagram followers? Those are the people who aren't looking for the right part. They're not looking for the right thing that you can do for them. They're looking for just bullshit. They're just looking for bullshit. They're looking for things that they think will take their business to the next level, or they think will take their personal lives or whatever problem you solve will take to the next level, but in a shallow way, not in a transformational way. And so I never want you to feel intimidated or less than because you feel like you don't have the public facing cred. People need what you're offering whether you feel like they do or not, there is somebody out there who is two steps behind you. Even if you are on day one of your business, there is still somebody two steps behind you that wishes 
they were on their day one. And so you need to, instead of seeing that as a weakness, you need to see that as a strength and as a responsibility. No matter how far behind you feel you are, you are still further ahead than somebody else. And you need to respect that because if you feel less than, how would they feel? Wouldn't they feel like you don't know how good you have it? You, if I could just be where you are, I would be so happy. You know that South Park meme of like, if I could just have this one thing, I would be so happy. You're that one thing. You're right where you are today is someone's dream. And so respect that and appreciate it. And I know that's easier said than done. I have fallen into those pits of despair too. So I understand. But if you can just take a step back and see that in the big picture, you are someone's hero is so cool and is so awesome that I want you to recognize it. And I want you to feel like that's cool. That's fucking cool. All right. Next, let's talk about what is a failure in all or nothing. It becomes, like I said before, if I'm not X, then I am Y and Y is bad. If I'm not getting $30,000 a month through sponsored post campaigns, I am the shittiest influencer alive. I am not worth it. I should go get it another job. If I am not um, supporting myself solely through my business, then I am a terrible entrepreneur. If I am, uh, if I don't have good sound on my podcast, then I shouldn't run a podcast. It's all of these things that we use for excuses to appreciate the space that we're in. Does that make sense? So if I can say, well, I can't be, I can't be a marketing strategist because I don't know a lot about TikTok. Since I'm not on TikTok, I can't be a marketing strategist. I would be a horrible marketing strategist. No, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to you. I can't be everything for everybody. And you can't be everything for everybody too. And that is not failure. That is strength. That is success. If you are not earning a full-time income from your business, that is not failure. That's progress. Have you sold one thing? You're so much further ahead than someone that has sold nothing. Even if you've sold nothing, have you dedicated time to your business? Some people don't have that luxury. If you haven't been able to make a sale yet, do you get comments on your Instagram account? Do you get people watching your YouTube? Do you get likes? Do you get thumbs up? You're making a difference. So it's not the way that we define failure is unfair. It's always unfair. It's unfair for me. The way the pressure that I put on myself, it's unfair for the pressure you put on yourself we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and recognize that failure is not not only an incorrect term for the progress that you do, but it is an unfair assessment. And if someone had come to you, if like your best friend had come to you and said, I feel, I feel so shitty. I hate my life. I've, I'm such a fuck up. 
everything that I have done is a failure. Would you let them talk to themselves like that? Or would you say, you are killing it? Oh my God. I see all of those posts you put on Instagram. They're so good. Your pictures are so great. Or I love all the tips you give. Be your best friend. Do that for yourself. Don't let yourself default into, if I'm not X, I have failed. If you're not X, that just means that you're either on your way to X or that you are A through W. You're all of those things that are getting you to X, or maybe X isn't right for you. That's okay too. Don't put yourself into this box that is not um, designed for a person like you. And, you know, going back to my life when I was thinking about when I failed 10th grade English, advanced academic English, and I don't know why I have to make that differentiation for you. That's just my own. That's my own shit. But when I failed it, I felt like, oh my God, I know I'm not dumb. What's wrong with me? Why can't I remember that I'm supposed to read this book or do this report? Why can't I remember that I had to have my margins this certain way or I would get docked in my report? Like, why couldn't I remember to do this? What's wrong with me? And it wasn't, it wasn't wrong. It was different. It was living in an apple orchard as an orange. Do you know what I mean? And everybody is used to apple juice. They're not used to the orange juice. And so you have to recognize that you're just trying to fit into a world that isn't built for the way that you are. And that's fine. It's not failure. It's the deck stacked against you and you just doing your best to be, to be an orange in a world of apples. I hope that helps. Does that make sense? I know that got kind of rambly, but I hope my point still got across. Lastly, I want you to think about if I'm not killing it on Instagram, then I'm a failure. Is that true? If it was true, what would happen if you failed? If you think you're a failure, what does that actually look like? Is it the worst case scenario that you feel because you haven't gotten uh, a full-time income on YouTube? Do you feel like you're a failure? Well, what would failure actually look like? Would failure be... I'm getting kicked out of my house. My marriage is in shambles. I can't sleep. I haven't slept in three weeks. Would that be failure? Are you living that? Or are you just feeling like you're struggling right now? Are you feeling like you're not setting, uh, you're not getting a foothold yet? Well, that's not failure. That's just a step in the right direction. You're not living in a refrigerator box on the street that would be a huge, huge problem, right? But that's not you. What you're doing right now is just moving through the steps that everybody else does. And it might not be as fast as you want, or it might not be what you envisioned it would look like, but that doesn't mean it's failure. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. The failure would be death. The failure would be permanence, right? That would be the end-all be-all, you're not there. 
all you're doing is moving through life the way the rest of us are trying to do too. And by redefining your progress as not failure or not wrong, not bad, but progress, it gives you so much more freedom and it gives you such a lift of the weight on your shoulders, the pressure that you put yourself through that like you feel like you can just do a, you can do a heavy sigh and just release that. And that's what I want for you. I want you this week, if you're feeling like all or nothing is creeping into your life, into your personal life or your business or whatever, think about how are you focusing your effort? How are you talking to yourself or your clients? What is your messaging? What is a failure? And what would happen if you failed? By putting those all into perspective, you're able to see that it's not binary. It's not black and white, on, off, success, failure. It's progress. And we're all there with you doing the same progress, just trying to live our best lives. And if everyone else is doing it, that means that you can do it too. And I know you can because I believe in you. I have faith that you are here listening to this and you're going to turn this off and you're going to go rock it. And I know you will. I will see you guys next week. Good luck. Hey guys, one more thing before you go. Could you do me a favor and leave a review of this episode? It would help me out so much and get the word out to other people. If you could just drop a review, I would really appreciate it.